Hi, my name is Farron and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. What's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples. I have been thinking, haha, go figure. If you don't know this already, I'm a thinker. And having a well being podcast or a podcast that's centered around well being, as you know, if you're a regular listener, has been a little bit of a struggle when it comes down to quarantine and COVID and all of that, it became really hard for me to really assess what I could give that would be helpful and also possible. So for today's episode, I've been thinking about all the different varieties of self-care. Like what does self-care actually look like? And then I also have been pondering the difference between loving you, the character, and loving the body the character is in. I've spoken before about having a daily personal ritual and how that creates the foundation for personal development and having a higher self-worth and self-confidence and it gives you the space to work with your ego structure and begin to understand from a more well-rounded perspective. But when life around you is continually changing, it is increasingly more challenging to create that kind of ritual. And what I've noticed is a lot of people need to, including myself, need to reassess what it is ritual really means, what is sacred to us, what is important to us, what does it mean to be healthy, and what does it mean to contribute to the community that you're actually involved in versus whatever is happening online. And that last one is just something that just came to me as I'm talking now. I didn't really have that much chance to ponder that one, but in my notes here, I wrote that this is probably going to have to be a two-parter. We'll see how this goes. The one thing that I've noticed when it comes to daily personal ritual is the, the idea of discipline. Now, I have a whole podcast on looking at the way we see discipline and how that developed in our lives. So I'm not going to reiterate that. But what I do notice is even if you take the time to look at how you see discipline, if you don't actually put it into action, there is a certain amount of guilt involved with not doing the practice. And this is revolving around this idea that the practice, whether it's spiritual, emotional, uh, physical, has to be done in a certain way at a certain time. And if it's not done in that way, that this is somehow wrong. And a lot of us, some of my 
close friends have been talking about this and wondering how can we how can we get the message out that if something is serving you it doesn't really matter that the people around you don't understand how it's serving you if it's part of your self-care regimen part of your physical um, well-being part of your spiritual spiritual well-being it is not wrong for you to approach it in a way that is different from let's say your family or the school that you went to I understand that that will be hard to do and from personal experience I know that it's hard to do but if you have people around you that are also doing different things it makes it a little bit easier now this is where the online life does come in handy because if you're in a place where let's say there's nobody practicing a particular type of spiritual work and you are very interested in that you're going to have to find them online and this is not a bad thing you don't have to have these people in your direct person right just understand that if you don't know them in person it might be very hard to truly connect with them so keep that in mind as you search if you are one of those people that is searching and I know that the searching is happening more and more lately because I hear and I see a lot of people online talking about awakening which is where a lot of that is starting to come into play and get intertwined and a little bit knotted up and confused but for now for today I want to just address some simple questions for example what really is a spiritual practice what is it connected to who can have one and how do they find it some ideas to for me to to look over today so for example this first question what really is a spiritual practice well as far as I'm concerned a spiritual a spiritual practice is self-care for the parts that we can't see for the parts of us that we can't see right so then this comes this you know opens up the question oh okay well then self-care is not only physical practice which I believe is the misnomer when it comes to thinking about it or the grand discussion of self-care it's often revolving around health and well-being and then that health word gets a little bit messy because some people think that you have to do a certain amount of sit-ups and eat a specific food in order to be healthy and although that may work for them this is not necessarily going to work for you your body has instructions for you that you may not have access to as of now which is where the awakening thing can be a little bit confusing because some people think that it's only a spiritual thing when in fact you might be awakened to needing to take care of yourself a little bit more and it might be very physical it might be drinking water as I've said a million times on this podcast but it also might be really taking into consideration 
what foods you're eating, what time of day you're eating and things like that. Whether or not the exercises you've chosen are even great for your body. This is a very common thing because things do look fun and they're not necessarily bad to try out. But if you are consistently doing something and you age with it and you haven't really figured out how it works, repetitive stress can happen. All different kinds of things can happen if you're not listening to your body and you're not moving with the mechanics that you've already been given. So what really is a spiritual practice then? Well, a spiritual practice is you connecting to your heart. Is you taking care of the parts of you that you cannot see? And I, you know, <laughs> that could be your circulation physically, but it also could be your energy body, the way you treat yourself inside your head, um, the people you hang out with, the people you don't hang out with, who are you avoiding? All kinds of things come into play when it comes into a spiritual practice. For me, self-care has revolved a lot around getting to know my personal timing. Um, now, this is because I already had a pretty strong spiritual practice. And then I started to intertwine things. Granted, most of you know that I have a yogic practice and this is where I teach from. And this is where my understanding revolves around because it is a specific practice of intertwining our physical and our spiritual bodies and this to me makes a lot of sense it doesn't have to make sense to you from that lineage totally no big deal but one thing i would like to stress is that you do have a little informant inside of you and it's your heart and your heart has a softer voice at first your head is the loud one, but your head thinks it's in control more than it actually is. It's just because it's been given the reins a little bit longer than the heart has. Over time, the heart voice becomes much louder. If you're listening and paying attention and adding to your spiritual practice, your actual well-being, not just going through the motions, right? Now, at some point, I would really like to talk about what an awakening is because this is not the same thing as well-being and it's not the same thing as having a spiritual practice. But those two things play a huge part in having some kind of an awakening. Now, here's the deal. That doesn't mean that there are some parameters within those two things in order for the awakening to happen. It just means that if you take care of your body and you understand your connection to the earth, yeah, whether it's spiritual, whether it's earth-based, whether you are working with gods and goddesses, whether you pray, whether you divinate, whether you do any kind of anything it is your connection that is the most clear that provides you with the components to have your awakening and that might sound a little bit stressful but to be honest the deal is you just have to keep doing your thing and listen to your heart and try not to negotiate too much this is where you get into the ego work 
ego work in a lot of circles is being called shadow work. I'm not going to talk about shadow work right now, but these two things intertwine in a very fantastic way. So if you want to look into that, if you want to look into ego from the inferior standpoint, the empathic view, go to Matt Kahn. There's plenty of information out there. It's really easy to find. I will help you. No problem. A spiritual practice can be as simple as quietly disagreeing with somebody and moving on. Now, I don't mean allow someone to just barrel over you, but there's no need to argue about spiritual things. Let's put it that way. Just like there's no need to have the limitation of needing to go to a specific location in order to attain some kind of spiritual awakening or um, even to maintain your spiritual practice. There's no need to feel like you have to go somewhere. If you can, great. I'm not saying you shouldn't. And I'm not saying that all the people that do that are doing the wrong thing because that would be completely hypocritical. All I'm saying is there's a lot of people out there that can't afford to do that. And if you're one of those people, I don't want you to feel as though you are not capable of still having wonderful spiritual and awakening your consciousness. There's no reason that you have to go do those things. That's all. Getting to know your ego, how you work in the world, how you build relationships. These things are very normal things that happen in our lives that if we pay attention to are also a spiritual practice. It's just that people don't look at it that way, which is amazing because there's so many things in our life that is spiritual, that is witchcraft, that is um, yogic. There's so many things that are intertwined in our daily life that we just look over and we're contributing in a very nice, beautiful way. Just having a nice conversation on the street, saying hello to people instead of looking away. These things are way more conscious than you might imagine. So the question of who can have a spiritual practice, I'm pretty sure I've gotten the point across that anybody can have a spiritual practice. You might want to look into your where your family's from, whether or not there's some kind of hidden practice. Let's say, let's say there is something in your lineage that is a cult, right? You may not be told that. You might have to dig that up and find that information. This isn't a bad idea, especially now. Uncover it so that you can learn from it, especially if some of your family members are on the older side, go to those old relatives and start asking them questions. This is something that I wish I had done before they all passed away. Go to them, ask them questions, ask them where the family's from, what kind of spiritual practices they had in the area outside of what religion you are. Notice the words, yeah? They may or may not want to tell you. It's okay. Have the conversation. Just going towards that will add a special um, 
kind of oomph to your own search. You won't have to search as hard because you're giving yourself the leeway to just go about it with people you know first. In my opinion, the most important part of a spiritual practice, no matter which way you go about it, is your well-being. And not just your mental well-being. Physical well-being contributes to your mental well-being, which broadens the scope of spiritual well-being, which expands our consciousness, which is the long-term effect of a spiritual practice. So, all in all, I like to refer to what I do as a consciousness practice. But this is personal. It is very spiritual. And I separated it a little bit out because I personally pay attention to a slightly different layer of what's going on. So I'm looking at ascension, the full expansion of humanity's consciousness versus my own personal consciousness. It is like the same thing. It's like having a red apple and a green apple. You might like one because it speaks more to you than the other. Okay. But basically what's going on here, no matter which way you look at it, is the bringing together of loving you, the character, and loving the body that is creating the existence that you're moving through. So your well-being is going to be put together based on what your experience is. So what does that mean? It means that you're going to need different vitamins than your friends. You're going to need different water. You're going to pay attention to different spiritual aspects, nature, um, maybe it's water, maybe it's earth, maybe it's air, whatever it is that you gravitate towards, this is part of your spiritual practice, just noticing. And all of this contributes to your well-being. It doesn't have to look spiritual. It doesn't have to look sacred. It doesn't have to look any particular way. The fact is, you're here. Existence is infinite. I know people say, I exist, I matter. Look, existence is infinite. But you're here now. So do now. Do your body. Take care of what's going on. Take care of your physical system. Pay attention to the things you gravitate towards energetically that you can't quite explain. Yeah? Remember, taking care of the things that you cannot see. This is part of your spiritual practice. Consciousness practice. Whatever makes you feel okay about continuing to practice. So hopefully I've answered some of these questions. I still want to go back to the social media aspects and I also want to go back to what an awakening even is. But for today, I feel like we really did get to go over where a physical well-being and a spiritual well-being intersect. I really think we get have a good understanding of what a spiritual practice is and who 
can have a spiritual practice and maybe even why you would want one. Please do let me know if you have any questions or if you have any ideas on what you might want me to talk about. I'm completely open to hearing what you have to say. You can come to Instagram. You can also go to my website or just shoot an email. Hungryforapplespodcast at gmail.com. I'm the only one that's going to answer those. So please go ahead. Use the email. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. You're the best. Have a great day. Bye. All right. That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider a small donation over at patreon.com backslash Farron and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N. Or if you have any questions, check out my website, Farron.me. You can contact me there. You can see my class schedule and upcoming events. Again, you've been listening to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. I'm just feeling it out. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.